Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Flame On is presented by the Nerdy Show Network, geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. And of course, with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geeky programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Welcome to another edition of Flame On. My name is Pat. I am your talking bearskin rug sitting in the host chair today while Brian is on work assignment. And I'm being joined by BJ. Hey, what's up? Jeff. How's it going, guys? Jared. Hello. And you will hear the voice of Oral later on because he uh, is not here with us at the start of the show. But we're going to go ahead and dig into this month's pop culture events and thingamabobs and whatchamacallits and who's he what's it is that still oh, is, damn i was gonna say who's he what's his wait is that still a candy bar whatchamacallit i think yes, it is yes yeah. it is oh yeah. my god it's still grand can stick around it's still just as delicious as it was back in the 90s <laughs> i think if sugar babies and sugar daddies can still be a thing then they, uh, yeah whatchamacallit should still be a thing juju bees are the thing that had no place in my world like uh, it's a bland gummy bear who wants a jujube yeah coach your teeth right oh god next to swedish fish oh see now i want um uh, oh, what the hell? Whoppers. Ooh. Oh, those are good. Malted Love some Whoppers. Balls. Has anybody had a Chico stick before? A what? Yes. Ch- Chico stick. Chico yes, stick. I know what it, you're talking about. It's pretty much the inside of a Butterfinger covered in toasted coconut instead of chocolate. Okay. Okay. Hmm. My, my, mom, my mom's obsessed with them. Okay. I'll have to give it a shot. Well, now that we've done our <laughs> candy segment for the day. <laughs> Damn, I'm hungry. You guys hungry? Food, food segment. Uh, we are going to jump right into uh, some movie talk. Uh, we'll be touching on some films probably in our next episode once we've uh, all caught up. I know that uh, Brian, Eric, and I went and saw Atomic Blonde yesterday, which uh, was uh, pretty good. I loved it. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll talk more about some full-length feature films coming up in another installment but we got a couple of new trailers that we want to hit on bj why don't you talk to us about the new it trailer oh it's 
It's amazing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Finger guns. When they announced they were remaking it, everybody was very cautiously, very, very cautiously optimistic. And I love the original one with Tim Curry. But I, at the same time, I I read the book about three times. My my library in junior high did not have a restricted section. So, of course, I pick all the books that are very not age appropriate. So I read it like three. It was my first Stephen King book. Which is funny because the characters in the book, that's actually like the right time to read that because it's a coming of age book. Oh, yeah. It was terrifying. It was absolutely. I was convinced that either either I'm going to die before high school or I'm going to become a bully and go crazy and then die later on in life. Mm. Um, but uh, the trailer, the they released like the the actual trailer. There's always a teaser. Uh, they released the actual trailer um, uh, around Comic Con, and mm-hmm. the it's uh, Alexander Skarsgård's brother is Bill is uh, Bill Skarsgård. Bill Skarsgård. You'll know him from uh, Hemlock Grove. He was the vampire in Hemlock Grove. Oh. Oh, okay. That's yeah. why he's... That's like the biggest thing I think in America he's done as of yet. Severely unsettling face. Yes. Um, but he did a... a he looks great as Pennywise. And they, I really liked how he unhinged his jaw in Hemlock Grove. That was hot. Hi, Oral. <laughs> hey, Hi, everybody. <laughs> we, did, we did tell the audience you were coming, so we're very happy that you're here so soon. You know... It's a process. You speak, you speak his name, and it takes him about ten minutes to to get into his full form. It's from, like a slow Beetlejuice from the shadows. <laughs> what so the listeners not. don't know is that this was just edited down to make it feel like it was that close. It's actually been three hours since we said Oral would be here. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> Again, slow Beetlejuice. Um, but it's got um, it's got the kid that played Mike in uh, Stranger Things as one of the Losers Club members. Um. A lot of practical special effects. Uh, it's yeah, I'm, I'm probably I'm probably gonna have nightmares and huddle in the corner for a solid night, wondering why I did this to myself. And now, from what I remember, the the controversy with this movie was originally uh, the guy who wrote, and then I don't know if he directed it. No, actually, no, I'm sorry, it was the director, not the writer, the director from the first season of True Detective, Kerry uh, Fukunaga or mm-hmm. Fukunawa. Um, he was actually the director that they picked to do the movie and then backed out because there was some conflict he had with the script choices that they were making. And so they got, uh, somebody else to come in and I think who actually is the director for this for officially for the, uh, it, um, and so, yeah, so it hasn't had like a smooth ride to getting made. Yeah, they they've been they've been working on it for a really long time. And then, and then technically this is the first movie because the last one was a mini series it was like six or seven episodes. Yeah. I remember I remember getting the double VHS tape um from the video store when that uh when that came out, but uh yeah, no, I'm 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 very very excited for it. Um how many times can I say it before? <laughs> That's how they get you. You said it again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm I'm beyond excited about it. Um and I'm beyond excited for all the creepy clown memes that are going to to happen through. So sorry, Mike. I'm like that are going to happen because I've been seeing them ever since like they put out the first trailer. There's just been tons of it memes throughout Facebook. Oh, like, I haven't even, I haven't seen any of them. Oh, jeez. Okay. Hey, what? Hey, related but unrelated. The next season of American Horror Story. Oh God. <laughs> oh, cult. <laughs> Dear Lord, that's yeah. If you don't like clowns, that that trailer, that that reveal of the. Uh, of the name for the season and then the 
we were actually at the movies yesterday and they they played the uh the i guess teaser trailer for the season and it was just like what'll end up being the opening of the show every week if you don't like clowns <laughs> if you don't like bees oh god just stay I love away the, from it two of my favorite things bees and clowns i just can't wait to see how he fucks this up in like seven or eight episodes <laughs> say the casting is always fantastic and then you realize that that person may or may not be in it for like one scene of an episode and like all right that was his whole role right there or even if they stick around, you get to like episode eight, and it's like, oh fuck, they have to cast it still alive. Kill them all. Mm-hmm. Just, <laughs> just do it. Then somebody hops onto a dead body and rides into a uh, an incinerator. You know, it happens. So besides the it trailer, another trailer that has uh, caught a lot of attention has been the Thor Ragnarok trailer, which uh, we got more footage after SDCC. And uh, we got a new poster, which is actually pretty fucking oh awesome. Oh, my God. Oh, I want that on a t-shirt. Yeah. Moist. <laughs> You're always moist. Well, yeah. It's, it's a condition. It's, it's probably a pituitary thing. It's Florida, and I'm fat. You're not fat. You're just big boned it Big did it But it's shaping up to look... Uh, it's shaping up that it's going to be a, a rather fun movie to watch. And... Um, Jeff, I know you're big on the the cosmic side of Marvel. So what are your thoughts on on the Thor Ragnarok trailer? Honestly, I'm amazed this is from the guy who directed What We Do in the Shadows. Like, that's a fantastic movie. Oh, it's yeah. the same director. And I think he's even in Thor Ragnarok in like a bit role. Like, that is remarkable that somebody who could have just like a, a such a solid comedic grasp could take material, like you said, Cosmic Marvel is not, as we saw with Guardians, not the easiest nut to crack because it's very convoluted at times, depending on what you want to focus on. It's very esoteric, very strange visual, like just some of the characters. Like I, They reference the Living Tribunal in Doctor Strange, but I don't think there'll ever be a time when they'll actually show the Living Tribunal. Because it's weird. Exactly. <laughs> it's Eternity's super weird. weird. Uh, ordering chaos are weird. Uh, Kronos is fucking weird. Like all those en- cosmic entities are bizarre looking. Phoenix is probably the most straightforward because it's a big flaming bird. Yeah. So the fact that they're showing the Grandmaster and it was cast as Jeff Goldblum, which was fucking fantastic, and they're letting him be Jeff Goldblum. Oh. But and- I, I wonder if it's um because I mean like you said Guardians being the first out of the gate with cosmic mm-hmm. and the fact that they really did take a comedic twist to it maybe that kind of is the way to be able to poke fun at itself you know okay this is kind of ridiculous but if we crack some jokes about it it'll kind of make it easier to like it'll be more palatable that this is just this ridiculous that floating cosmic dust made itself into a planet like you know uh gain sentience and i mean it's it's and then the whole i mean the whole movie looks like a led zeppelin album right which the the original thor comic every time i would like my uncles had just about every single one of them and i'd pick one up and i was like oh my god do do y'all like led zeppelin and they're just like no and i'm like well this looks like a led zeppelin album like it's just insanity everybody's got heart sharp every piece of armor has sharp edges why would you need a sword it's but it's just insane and i'm i'm beyond excited for it well the aesthetic that they've gone for they kind of painted themselves into a corner it's not a bad corner um you see it in the progression of guardians and then guardians 2 and however much i dislike that movie um, I do like it visually. And so this is that logical progression. Right. Whether they'll be able to pull it off 
for a third time for the masses, but for the second time for me, it remains to be seen. I'm excited, but I'm not over the moon about it. And this is an entirely side topic that we'll need to discuss. I don't think we ever talked about how you felt about, at least I haven't talked to you about how you felt about Guardians 2. I felt it was schlocky. And that's what I'm getting the impression of. So, yeah, I kind of... No, I felt it was schlocky and they undermine any of the real gravity of these emotional beats by everything's a joke. Right. Everything's a joke until you get to, you know, the final death and you're supposed to feel palpable about it. And you don't because they literally just dragged you, you know, from stem to stern, from pillar to post. And at that point, I was just exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. They steered way into the skit of. Oh, the comedy was what was such you know so much fun about the first one. We'll just amp that up twenty times, and it just it. Well, and it was what it was what Abnett and Lanning kind of had going for them when they did the whole cancerverse plot, where you had serious things going on, and even though the sh- the comic book at that time had a mixture of jokiness and seriousness, you still felt. I mean, Annihilation, the whole thing that started the books, the the Annihilation series at the beginning people were dying like massive like the whole nova core died in like one moment so you felt the gravity of like these big changes happening and that's one thing i could say like you said like they painted themselves into a corner it seems like who knows if this will actually be the case but maybe they're just kind of hedging their bet on doing a soft reset after the uh infinity war yeah but whatever changes they need they're not really going to be resetting guardians Right, because they've already Gun talked about a, Guardians yeah. three and yeah. what's going to be focused set of movies. Yeah, yeah. But you know, he's also talked about you know those will be his three. So how it's left after he's done, who knows? Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Marvel universe and what it's going to be after Infinity War. Did any of you guys get to see the footage from SDCC before it got pulled off of YouTube? I had the chance to watch it, but it was from the camera at an angle, and I was like, I don't want to do that. Oh, I you, did. You should have, yeah. It's insane. It was fantastic. I, reading the words, because obviously it premiered at D23 mm-hmm. uh, before SDCC, so after D23, there was think pieces and oh, all these different articles analysis. about, oh, yeah. like, this is, like, beat for beat. Like, literally, it was just, like, word pictures on the page. And it was just like, wow, this is, this sounds fantastic. And I didn't care if it was somebody hiding the camera and, you know, like, oh, yeah. somebody's arm flailing up in the middle of it. <laughs> I was like, it's like, bitch, put your arm down. I'm trying to watch this. <laughs> uh, but it was fantastic. So I'm, I'm looking forward to when they actually start releasing the footage, when they start releasing posters. Um, they've started work on Avengers 4 already. Yeah, that was surprising. Well, that was the plan from from the get-go because originally it was a two-part movie. Sure. So it was the filming schedule was back-to-back. So as soon as like yeah. there there was a small break in between filming th- filming 3 and going into 4. So that break is over and they're already starting 4. So I'm excited to see when that shit's going to start coming out cuz I mean it's 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 a crossover event right out of the pages of the comic. It, it like people hanging out uh somebody uh was it um Doctor Strange making the platforms for Star-Lord to pull Vault off of. I'm like, okay, yeah, they, I'm in. Yeah, they said uh, there was actually... I forget who mentioned that there was a good back and forth between Doctor Strange and Spider-Man, oddly enough. Hmm. Yep. Um, that's not odd. That's that's a throwback. No, right, but like of the pairings that they've done thus far, like that was one that whoever... I think whoever put up like a, uh, a piece about it was like, that caught my attention. Like, oh, they actually like have a good kind of chemistry. I'm like, oh, okay. 
Anybody have any thoughts about why Ant-Man's on on the poster? There is no poster yet. Well, there's a... Uh, That's a fan-made poster. So. Oh, is that what that no. is? Ah, they okay. haven't released any marketing material, but I've seen... Um, there's actually a couple like fan-made. I guess it's it kind of all goes together, but it's all fan-made, and it's like I've seen pieces um, or articles that are like, this is the Infinity War poster that we want. And it's like, all right, well, let's... They've done well with, with Thor. Let's see if they can keep up with that, because honestly, um, there were two posters... when we were at the movie theater that I was like, this is just ridiculous. The justice league poster just looks like shit. Like it's like the worst fan art. Like let's just, just all stand around. It's do, like Photoshop together. Like I could put that together. A new poster or even trailer will be released after Joss Whedon finishes his edits. Oh, I don't know. But apparently the, the last thing, the latest thing I've seen is that he completely changed the end of it. Yeah. yeah. He's changed like the whole, uh, tone for cyborg in the movie. And I don't know how that's going to like, <sighs> whenever there is that much influence by somebody else. And we saw it with wonder woman mm-hmm. where you had Patty Jenkins film and then you knew where Zack Snyder had his hands in that movie. Yep. What out of nowhere, it's like big bang, boom, like giant explosions. Like you knew this was somebody else having an input and an effect on a movie. Right. So you're going to have Zack Snyder and then you're going to have Joss Whedon. And I love Joss. I really do. But I don't know if that's going to be the right thing for the movie. Totally. It'll be a shift. Yeah. And yeah. you're not, it's not, you're either going to have a real abrupt shift and like have the back half of it be completely tonally different, or you're going to see kind of like with Suicide Squad, where it was like it's being woven together with basically two different movies. Yeah. So it might be good for it, but at the same time, like overall, I don't think it's going to be a, be a complete benefit to the film unless it's really fucking good. It's yeah. well I mean that's that's been DC most pretty much all of the DC extended universe films that's been their major issue is editing and shifts weird shifts in tone and and it's I uh, I I want to believe in Joss Whedon. I want to believe he can change of tweak some stuff but still kind of keep the tone but if the tone's bad to begin with I think even Joss has admitted that, like, if he doesn't feel for the material or if he gets too much studio interference, even he can't steer it where he wants it to go. Like, Ultron, Age of Ultron. Yeah, that's what happened with Age of Ultron. Yeah. And he even said, too, that was way too much stuff that they the studio wanted him to add in, and he just lost kind of his version of it in the process. Yeah, and you could tell because it wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't, wasn't a, fun. It wasn't a horrible movie, but it, it just wasn't, it wasn't as good as it should have been yeah. for yeah. what it was. So jumping from the Marvel and DC proper into uh, Fox. Redhead stepchild. Uh, <laughs> well, they deserve to be, except for possibly this movie, because this could be pretty good. So Cable and Domino. We've mm. seen our first look for Deadpool 2. Yep. Does anybody watch Atlanta? I have just started. I have, I have not started. It's great. Why it's, are you looking at the black people at the table? I mean... Do you guys watch Atlanta? <laughs> I don't. Exactly. Do you right, no, I haven't yet. No. So I was right to at least I don't have I cable. <laughs> Jesus 50%. Christ. We are shaming you for your lack of cable, Jared. But we should applaud him for his deluxe apartment in the sky. <laughs> Thank you. Um, all right. So Zazzy beats as Domino. I have thoughts. 
I will throw it out to you guys first. Who would like to comment first on... I will. Okay, Oral. As a man who's decided I'm not seeing this movie, I'd like to recuse myself. I don't care. Okay. It's it's not that I didn't think Deadpool was a good movie. It gave you the best origin story any Deadpool fan would have ever dreamed for. You know, it kept you moving and progressing through this origin story. But I literally could not give two flying fucks if fuck one was my spirit and fuck two was my like mortal coil. And if I if I didn't get them back, I would shift off both of those. I don't give a fuck about this movie. I don't <laughs> care. And therefore, I'm not going to see it. Won't doesn't mean it won't be bad. I just don't care. Just because you was because you weren't a big X Force. I'm not fan? a Deadpool fan. Current I'm not. A, I'm not a Deadpool fan just either. Then. You never Period. have been. I've never have been. Okay. The only time I've ever been able to tolerate Deadpool is Rick Remender's Uncanny X Force run. Sure. Other than that, mm. and even then, it got a little dicey. So I, I can't stand Deadpool either. Like I literally like I see him, and it makes me like cringe that they've shoehorned him into something else. But it's Cable and Domino. Like I, I can't. Like I just. I understand that for you, and yes. I. I can just. I'm getting See, off and, here. And that Bye. was. I. And that was kind of the thing. I've always not necessarily avoided Deadpool, but I had his him his introduction in New Mutants, and I appreciated him throughout the beginnings of X Force. But then it got to a point where I kind of backed off in like the late '90s and the early 2000s, where he had his solo run. And then they did that weird thing where they killed him off and they brought out somebody new and they called it Agent X. It was kind of like a relaunch, but not really a relaunch. And by the end of that 13 episode book or issue book, it came, he came back. And this whole long term, like, I get that everybody uses him in, in cons as cosplay and he's got this big life. I never really kept along with it. So when the movie came out, I was like, hey, I like Ryan Reynolds. He's funny. Wolverine Origins kind of sucked, but I was, was very sad that he took Green Lantern instead of doing a Deadpool movie, it turned out pretty good. All right, all those things worked. I was entertained. But I did love Cable, and I did love X-Force in the beginning, so I have that appreciation for it. And like I said, like Deadpool, it was good. It was funny. BJ, what are your thoughts on, on Zazia's Domino? In the first look, this is, yeah. it's obviously this is nothing to do with what we think that she's going to be as far as an actress as far as the character, how it's going to be portrayed in the movie. So let's just put that out there. I don't want people to think that we're going to you know, be slamming anything. Like if there's any negatives that we think that it's going to be a bad portrayal of Domino. Just from the look of Domino, the first look that we got of her on the um, Deadpool rug. Visually, I'm more excited now. I, 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 I mean, she's got pretty much, she's got our, she's got the, she's got the guns, she's got the leather. Um, I thought it was a, a, a nice uh, little touch that they redid the Deadpool picture they the did bear last year. Rug one. The bearskin rug yeah. one with her laying essentially I'm probably just Deadpool with all of his bones broken. So I'm excited. Uh, Domino is one of those characters that I just kind of was in the periphery till I think I actually got to see her portrayed in Wolverine and the X-Men. Okay. So I so she's not a, a character I really really kept up with for for a while, but I'm excited. She, visually, she looks like she can kick some ass, and she looks like she can handle herself around Deadpool. So I'm I'm excited. Jeff, what are your thoughts? Well, I like her in Atlanta. I thought okay. she does a really good job, especially in that role where she's more or less a single mom. Like 
Donald Glover is her baby daddy to an extent, but she's still trying to kind of make it on her own. So I know that the kind of attitude that Domino has, she could nail. Uh, playing off somebody like Ryan Reynolds is kind of always a mixed bag because sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. So, like, I'm curious. I mean, hell, Josh Brolin was Jonah Hex. So, like, moving over to him as Cable, I imagine he's game for whatever Ryan Reynolds is going to pull or whatever kind of zaniness that Ryan Reynolds would be. I imagine Josh Brolin will at least be the, like, the good straight man in the bit. And but yeah, for for Zazie, I think she looks good, but it's I'm the performance is still kind of up in the air as to how she'd play with with Reynolds. I am not a hundred percent on the look, the leather, the guns, her. I think she'll do fantastic. The problem is that Domino has a very specific look from a head and shoulders from the top half. And she's kind of white skinned. She looks like she. Uh, that's always, pretty much it. She's pretty much just like, and not like Caucasian white. Like no, she is literally like a white, paper, yeah, a, yeah, a piece of paper, um, which with, makes the black dot with the black spot out. over her eye. And I get the fact that, like, overall, I think she looks good. I think for me, it's just the fact that why did you make that dot white? Is it because like I know that you're not going to put her in quote-unquote white face like imagine i know that's the, not Im- gonna imagine happen imagine the blowback to that. that you know and i don't i don't want that i don't expect that but like the purple hair the the like complete white skin with the black spot like you know that it, it just it screams domino for me and in a movie that is so so like accurate costume wise it it kind of throws me off a little bit I think she looks good. I just don't... It doesn't scream domino to me right from this one photo. The same can be said about the first photo of Cable. Was that with gun or without gun? Without. Okay. Where it was just the up close of him, like, you know, doing the sh- finger. Yeah. Um, because he looks ancient and gaunt. And for me, that's not Cable. Right. You know, I need somebody whose head is you know, about half the size of his shoulder width. Like, you know, like there's specific <laughs> things that Rob Liefeld did that... You need a Rob Liefeld... Exactly. Double C with no kick. Exactly. He a thick bear? Yeah. Um, but then they released the second photo where they showed the costume and everything. And that's when I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to not have a heart attack over them destroying cable but it wasn't even a Liefeld level gun where it was like the size of a human being <laughs> i'm <laughs> still holding out shot. So that's really what i'm looking for in my cable is a gun the size of, of a human being well and giant pouches i mean oh, yeah. giant shoulder pads giant gun giant pouches <laughs> he at least had the pouches i'm still holding out hope that at some point he's gonna pull out a comically oversized gun during the movie i think that that has to that's happen happen um but the the costume picture definitely gave me a sense of Cable. Again, I don't know how he's going to do as Cable and how it's going to be played off. Um, I'm going to trust them over what they've given me in the first Deadpool movie. I'm going to trust that they're going to do justice by these characters. I, they, they did make Colossus into a caricature, but... As far as he's concerned, that was but probably he's the always good... been. Yeah. yeah, he's always been. What I would love to see, and like BJ, how you were saying that Domino was kind of your was always a periphery uh, character. 
She was for me too. I didn't really read X Force when I was reading my X books. It was more X Factor, X Men. And, mm-hmm. um, but when they had the two X Force books, the Cy Spurrier and the um, Hopeless book, when they had the two like Uncanny X Force and Cable and X Force, yeah. When they paired Domino and Colossus, I think that for me was the best use of Domino. And actually, it was a great use of Colossus because they're they're kind of not opposite, but opposite adjacent morality worked really well off of each other. So it would be kind of interesting to see. I'm not expe- expecting them to turn around and make that a, a pairing in the movie, but I would like to see some of that interaction and that relationship if they were to bring Colossus back into this movie as well. Um, so what are what are your guys' thoughts on uh, on? Josh Brolin's Cable look. I mean, Cable Cable again was one of those characters I didn't really get into till the original X Men animated series, and I was that is the oddest place to get into him because he's there for like a hot second. Oh yeah, he was there for a hot second, but then I was, I, but then they they touched on the fact that he's Cyclops and Jean's son, and then I was like, oh, oh wait, what, what? So then I actually had to go out and pick up couple issues of x-force and everything and those. a couple of issues a couple of issues. and you're like wait it's not gene it's madeline Pratt. what, the, what? yeah what yeah the, what? That, it was that was that was pretty much a uh falling off point for me with comics i i kind of buried myself in them for a solid year um, fa- people were called family was concerned um i i i'm a little bit with you on that with the fact that like i i expected him to be bigger yeah um Depending on how Cable's drawn, though, I've seen he's always kind of. Sometimes he looks older. Depending on the more weird recently, timeline. they've kind of they've, they've done that, yeah. yeah. And then when they they broke off his arm and he had that, that weird massive... crazy. No, he had like just a little like claw machine arm where it, it was like, less giant metal arm and it was more like robotic arm, like mm. a crane. That, it looked like a crane. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 and seriously, it just had like little pinchers. Like literally, you just want him to walk by and. Like you just see the hand descend down and grab Try, a teddy bear, and trying to pick up the keys. Chris Elliott from Scary Movie Two, he just got like the weird. That's kind of what oh. I was thinking in my head originally, yeah. but it's not. Yeah. A strong arm. It, it's it just looked weird, but that was kind of when they, at least more recently, when they started to age him up a little bit. His new comic series that has come out has been pure like '90s Cable, yeah, where it's back to kind of that live uh, Liefeld like big busty like shoulder pads and you know. Well, like that was the thing that I'm hoping they at least, since they're bringing Cable into a Deadpool movie, that they try to get more of the dynamic with Cable and Deadpool, like from their their team up book, where he had a mix of that, but he also, I mean, he's still a mutant, so he still had his telekinesis and he would use it. But I really don't think we're going to hear the word techno organic or techno virus at all in the movie. Oh, that'd be such a shame if it if it doesn't happen. I mean, though. the the way that and they said the way they have the movie set up is they they said they had it set up like a buddy comic, like a buddy cop movie almost. Mm-hmm. But they didn't say if that was from Domino and Deadpool or if that was from Cable and Deadpool. No, and, that, that'll be if it's not Cable and Deadpool, <laughs> then that's just a complete like waste of bringing Cable into the movie. Yeah. I can imagine it would be the Cable and Deadpool and they're trying to track down someone like Domino and then there's always that unspoken like, yeah, she and I used to date thing. Yeah. But I, I think he looks good and it's kind of that, that dangerous thing about like, you can't do Colossus unless you never show him in his regular body. If you make him a full CG character the whole movie and he's always metal skin, you can nail the way he looks in the comic a little closer. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of like with Cable. Like, if they go full Rob Liefeld with him, 
it would just look weird. No, for sure. I mean, the the last person that played Colossus, uh, Cudmore, Daniel Cudmore, I think from was the original X Men movies. From yeah. the yeah, from the first, he was in two or two. three of the he, first four. He did was he, in did two he come and three. back for Days of Future Past, or did they get somebody else? Uh, I think it was him in Days of Future Past okay. as well. He was in two and three. And days. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. he he reprised the role for for Days of Future Past. Okay, he looked like Peter out of out of the metal, metal skin. out of the metal skin. Yeah, but the CGI definitely made Colossus that imposing figure. So it, it would be tricky to be able to kind of take that back. Yeah, like, this is what he looks like under the skin. Yeah, because he would have to be the same size. Because it's not like the he doesn't grow. Right. He yeah. just changes. So he would still have to be that giant person. Yeah. As a human, and it just yeah, that would just be bizarre. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so let's get off of the superhero movie kick, and we're gonna touch on just briefly because it's only uh it's only a four minute movie. So yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll close out our movie news with uh we had the we finally had the release at the end of July on July thirty first of In a Heartbeat, which it was a an independent film by Esteban Bravo and Beth David. Um, about a year ago, I want to say we got the teaser for it, which yeah. for a four minute, you know, indie movie, it's kind of funny when you get a teaser trailer because the teaser trailer was about half the movie. Now, this was a student film, right? Um, I believe it was yeah. that yeah. then t- uh, took on a life of its own. Okay. And they did a Kickstarter for it, um, bankrolled it and then some, and it is a silent CGI movie that silent there's there's well our, i say effects. silent as far as no dialogue, no dialogue. there you yeah go. that's yes. more specific <laughs> specificity it's my downfall that's uh, my favorite police song <laughs> specificity you beat me to that by like a half a second uh, <laughs> so there's no dialogue in the movie which um part of the reason why they they said that they did that was that way one they didn't have to spend money on translators <laughs> and two um that way it didn't have to be translated it's something that can be um that basically is pantomimed and emoted through these characters actions and eyes and and the film itself um that could speak to anybody versus it having to be translated through dialogue and you know when things get translated into different languages they Something always gets lost in translation. Little... Like Brittany Murphy in that movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was waiting for the little IMDb tag for that one. Um, so I actually did not watch the movie on YouTube or any of these things, even though we posted it like 14 times on the Flame On page. <laughs> Everybody was like, and we're posting, um, which is great because something like this really does need to, to be shared as much as possible. Um I I'll I'll ask you guys your take on it in a second. Wait, but wait, wait, did you watch it? I I did, I did. I will tell you how I saw it though. Okay. Oh boy. <laughs> so there's a YouTube series, um, and I'm not sure exactly what the the, but it's like elders react to or teens oh, react god. to. Oh god. The react channel. The react it, channels. Yeah. Oh, you passively watched it. Well, no, they show you the whole thing. Well, <laughs> yes, but, but you passively yes. watched it. But I watched elders react to in a heartbeat. Yeah. And I cried as these these, you know, like 70, 80 year old ladies are are sitting there just getting all teary eyed and emotional. Well, one, yeah, one was crying. Yeah. One well, was I, straight up bawling. And I was like, oh, I, no. I, I got the flu last week and I um when I'm sick it it just completely messes with my emotions 
and I was in my office <laughs> horribly. Oh, I am so horrible when I'm sick. Um, I was sitting in my office though, and um, I Geico was Geico commercial comes on, you just start bawling. <sighs> oh, Some, what, sometimes oh, was it the uh, the the uh, adopt a adopt a pet commercial? In the oh office? no, I, I skipped those. <laughs> Screw that. Fuck her. No. She just manipulates you. No, <laughs> no, the pets. ASPCA manipulate to poor Sarah <laughs> McLaughlin. Should never play that song again without people seeing sad puppies sad and kitties behind chain link fences. Exactly. Um, but I was I was ugly crying to um, to Kesha um, mm. because I watched her performance of praying um, uh, at the YouTube uh, like YouTube has a, a, a performance space and she did like a little intimate concert and. Oh God! I was just I was ugly crying to Kesha, and then it was like teens react to Kesha, and I was like, oh, I'm still ugly crying. And then it was like the next video was elders react in a heartbeat, and I was like, okay, fine, I'm already crying. I might as well just keep one, going. One two punch, buddy. Just a one two <laughs> punch. Just kick me while I'm down. It's yeah. cathartic. You just get it all out. Yeah, I was like, I'm just, I'm just keep coming out, and I'm like, Brian's out in the living room, and I'm just like, I'm just ugly crying in the office. It's all right. Um, so who here has seen it, and what did you guys think of it? Are, are, are we raising hands? We, we can't really show that. In, in, uh... well, I've seen Jared, it. you can go first okay, and yes. talk about it. Yes, I have seen it. <laughs> Yay! What I did you think it, of it? I watched it on my lunch break when it was released. Oh. Yes, I, I thought it was very touching. Um, probably the only concern i had was uh you know uh, there's there's the point where their hands touch in the hallway and everyone's like uh, uh, boys are holding hands and then that moment he like retracts his hand and that's that's kind of what tore me away from from feeling you know full sympathy for that situation why is that i don't know it just he he was scared they both were yeah no i i i i get it i i Hear where you're coming from. I just yeah. I think that we're past that age yeah. where that hits us that same way. Mm-hmm. But I think that someone, what a boy or a girl, because mm-hmm. obviously, I mean, it's it's two boys in this in this short film, but a young girl that's having feelings for another young girl or mm-hmm. non-binary person is having feelings for somebody of the same uh, the same sex as them. Um, I think for somebody that's 10, 11 years old, I think that's so poignant and so hard hitting mm-hmm. because that's something that they would absolutely have to fear. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's like, I, I thought that was, mm-hmm. it was horribly hard hitting, Yeah, but you know, I, I can completely agree with you where it's like, that doesn't, that's not something that we would sit there and be like, Oh, okay. Like I can, like I'm relating to that yeah. because we're, we're, removed enough from it right now yeah. um oral what did, did you see them did you see the short film i did i saw i was bored at work so <laughs> i was clicking around but sometimes i'm in charge of the social media aspect so i was i was looking um and i saw it and i thought it was very relatable or relatable and uh relatable to a younger me yeah. On me that kind of wrestled with that and that's what we're all supposed to see um but that moment where you know you look disheveled and your crush looks at you and all you can do is kind of like gawk at them and run away awkwardly or you do everything in your power to to 
to remove yourself from their presence because it it does make you awkward and feels vulnerable. And so I thought it was very well done. I I like the economy of it because, you know, shorts have to convey like a wide variety of things in order to feel complete sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so I think it it ran um it ran the spectrum of of the things it wanted to hit and once it did that it was done. However, I caution against you getting the other half of your heart back and then a budding romance starts because it, mm, that's not mm, mm, that's not how that's that not went how down. It no, no, no. Mm, mm, it, that's not how it went down. <laughs> the, the real world is that's not how this works. The real that's world. That's not how any of this works. Mm-mm. BJ, what was your take on it? Pretty much that. I just I I was I was again I was at work and I was in between um. Uh, going to another set of rooms, and I was like, oh, I, I guess I'll just take in a break. In between the carnage. In between the carnage. Um, and I'm sitting there, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll watch this. And I'm watching it, and I'm just like, oh, this is, oh, he's so awkward. That's how I still am right now. Oh, that hits a little close to home, but I, I'm enjoying this. And then, and then right when you we get to that moment where he pretty much just breaks his own heart in half, it was like, okay, all right. And then and then he gets his other half back and I was like, Oh, that's so sweet. That's 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 really nice how it works out for two boys. <laughs> Being these children saturn lies. Two white boys in a in a private school. That's that's sweet. That's really nice. All right, well, time to go home to the empty house, <laughs> cook my make my man witch and Watch some anime. Girl, not a man witch. At least afford a hungry man dinner. <laughs> like, I mean, no, it was it, it it was it was really it was it was beautiful. I like I really liked it and it's I mean it it hit like I said, it hit really hard in some spots, but I I couldn't complain I really can't complain about the fact that something like that can be released. And I haven't. I mean, there's plenty of things that internet trolls like to like to welch on all the time. Of course, but I I made the mistake. I went to the comments, Mm-mm. and I actually didn't walk away from the comment section wanting to set myself on fire. You know, and I'm praying my consciousness goes to a different timeline. Um, you just burned yourself a little bit. Not completely yeah, set on I just, fire. I just, I just cut myself under the knee like I normally do. And I went on about my day and I was like, oh, this this thing. This- Send your letters to BJ at <laughs> flameonshow.com. But I was but I was it was it was sweet. I was very sweet. It was the perfect amount of time. They conveyed they conveyed exactly what it feels like when when, you know, you're not socially accepted or you're a part of a group that you're not socially accepted by and you really don't have it's not like he went to his it's not like he went to his his best friend and was like i got a crush on this guy no he was pretty much it was him and that dude and that was kind of it yeah um so it was it, it was really good and i really wish i had a video like that when i was like shit when i was like 20 yeah that's that that i think is the biggest part of it because we are older we're a bit more jaded we've gone through we had a deal with they called me the jaded emperor <laughs> sober ladies and gentlemen sober i love that 
I'm getting you a crown or something. <laughs> Some form of jewelry. Please. Just get a Burger King crown, spray painted green. <laughs> oh. Can that be your March picture? Sure. Your calendar? Yes. Oh, that'd be fantastic. But yeah, it, it, green it's... from head to toe still look better than Alexis. You know what? I'm not going to finish that. <laughs> <laughs> not until we at least possibly have her on the show. Yes. Then you can talk. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah no that is definitely the biggest thing of, about it is the fact that this generation that's coming up and growing up and growing into themselves can have something like that and know that they don't that they exist they can see some sort of representation of themselves out there in the world versus when we were growing up where that really i mean we had charles nelson riley i mean that was pretty we had much to make up our own shit exactly mm-hmm. exactly and these people are are helping slash fiction paul paul lynn for a while there paul lynn charles oh, nelson I've riley always, i've always been a fan of paul lynn <laughs> liberace i really i really want no? my favorite paul lynn story is bruce valance once said He's like, Paul's like, hey, do you want to come with me? Because they all did all of those game shows. Do you want to come with me to Hollywood, uh, to Squares? I ain't got shit. And so I'm just like, yeah, like I want to be, I want to be Paul Ed moving from Pyramid to Hollywood Squares. Looking over to Bruce Belanger is like, I ain't got shit. <laughs> Help a bitch out, girl. <laughs> Sadly, I feel like uh, <laughs> Titus is the new uh, Charles Nelson Riley. Oh. Yeah. But that's great. I love his rendition of uh, Poor Unfortunate sh- uh, Souls because, <laughs> yes, bitch, sign the scroll. Don't act like you're wasting my time, ho. <laughs> yes, you signed that student loan agreement. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, that hits way too close to home. Oh, no. oh. Wow. Oh, uh, all right. So. Uh, we're going to move on to a couple of, uh, of news tidbits for you. Uh, don't forget, if you are in the New York area at the beginning of October, if you're going to be coming up for New York Comic Con, you're going to be there a little bit early. Uh, on Tuesday night, October 3rd, Brian and I will be at Rock Bar. We're going to do a live taping of Flame On. Um, we're working out some details and some fun things that we're going to be doing for you there. Uh, but grab yourself uh, a, a cab, a train, a bus, a plane, whatever it takes Join us at Rock Bar. Um, this will be our second year doing a full Flame On show. This will be our fourth year being involved with a live taping there. Uh, the first two years were um, joint productions with Comic Book Bears. So we will, uh, we're looking forward to that. And we will have more information on our Facebook page and social media sites for that coming up very soon. And uh, one other piece of, I will say, literature that I'm about to uh, read to you guys. Um, we're get, we've been getting some emails from our newer listeners. So we thank you because our listeners that have been around for a while don't like to bother writing to us. That's not true. All right, fine. I was like, going to say we have fans. We have fans. They've grown complacent. <laughs> right? <laughs> Actually, um, one was just here for the curling tournament. Mm, Chris. Hello. Hi again. Chris from, uh, from San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Was here uh, this past uh, was it Sunday, last weekend. Last weekend uh, for, for a sh- uh, sh- uh, uh, bomb me uh, um, 
um, bon bon spiel. Oh, bon spiel. Okay. Bon spiel. Okay. <laughs> Maybe he had a bon me. Maybe. You talked about bon, bon, bon me. Bon I'm hungry. I know, right? <laughs> I know, seriously, the, the amount of times we've mentioned food so far, I'm just like, all right, let's, let's wrap this up. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is the quickest episode of Flame On ever. Um, so, so shout out to Chris. Um, and actually, just today, before Brian got on a plane to go up to uh, DC for work, he got a letter from a new listener. And um, he, I'm going to read you his message. It says, hello, Brian. I meant to write this sooner. I learned about your show while sitting in on the It Gets Geekier panel you moderated last month at San Diego Comic-Con, which you, which you did a marvelous job at, which so props to Brian. He hasn't had a chance to uh, to drop his uh, segment on uh, SDCC, so that'll probably be coming out after this episode where he'll uh, give some highlights about what he did and the panel itself. Uh, and shout out to Joshua Yale at IGN for putting that together. Hi, girl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so back to the letter really enjoy listening to and learning from you and your colleagues as you discuss comics and other pop culture items in a space I definitely feel like I belong to probably now one of my top podcasts to listen to and I look forward to new episodes as they are released been also listening to past episodes as well thanks for the insights and laughs peace from Minnesota Jesse Ooh, I like the way you guys say bag <laughs> Do they, I wonder if they say crown or crown you ruined my good joke with that. God damn it. What? It's what I do. And they probably say crown. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. They also say roof and water. Is it soda or pop? Pop. Definitely uh, pop. If it's above the Mason-Dixon line, it's pop. And uh, shout out to Richard in Minnesota as well, if we're going to be mentioning Minnesota. Trixie Mattel's uh, BFF that mm-hmm. we got to hang out with oh, when we did yeah. the interview. Richard is a fantastic, fantastic person. Yes. Sup, Dick? So. <laughs> and how. <laughs> Not that I've seen anything. He's just a very handsome man um, who is also very polite. Very handsome man. So you say that and I just think of the owl and you says, want some fuck. <laughs> like, Sup, Dick? Want some fuck? Yeah. All right. No, no. I don't know what Who that you, is. Sir? I'll show you. you. I'll show he, you. Do you work here? <laughs> he don't. He don't want some blue. You don't want some fuck. He don't want some fuck. Mm. All right. So let's shift out of our our new segment into television. We are going to talk more in our September episode about new and upcoming um, upcoming shows because at that point we will have the return. Every- Everything starts in, like, October now. Yeah, they push back a lot of stuff, it, except for American Horror Story, which got pushed forward and is now starting at the beginning of September, not the beginning of October. Because if there's nothing else to watch, you might as well just watch <laughs> Horror Story and just choke it down. True. And I think last season, they actually did it straight through. Yeah. As opposed to, like, the years, couple of years prior, where they would get through, like, six episodes and then, there was like and a then take a two-month break. And then come back around and finish it up. So, um, American Horror Story Cult will have started when we discuss uh, new television. But September is going to be all about clowns, isn't it? Apparently so. All well, of CW, much like last year's, back in October. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and I there was something else that I was I saw the um, the pre, the start date for on another network, and it was like October third as well. So. It, it, it'll all be coming out around that same time, except uh, oh, Inhumans will be starting up. Um, we'll have the the two the first two episodes in the movie theaters the beginning of September, and it'll start at the end. Um, so we'll we'll discuss fall television in our September episode uh, and get some of those picks ready for you and things that we're excited for. But 
there were a couple of things that have come out or have restarted. Um, we're not going to get to Games of Thronesy on this episode because I don't know if everybody here is caught up. I'm caught up. I'm caught up. I'm caught, caught up. up. Oh, I am too. I have not watched this season at all because oh. I don't have HBO or oh. friends who want to invite me over for HBO. Oh, well, listen, bitch. I just I did like a four episode binge watch. I'm sorry. I, I usually watch it through Gay of Thrones. That's usually how I watch it. I see. So what you're saying is because you haven't watched any of this season, you're willing to let us talk about it. No. That's fine. No, that's fine. I don't want to do that. <laughs> no, that's just rude. Oh, we'll talk I'm, about it after the I'm season. caught up to season six, so I'm good. Okay. I don't know. Okay. But Brian still hasn't gotten that far. Brian's not doing shit. <laughs> you know he's not doing shit. He's leaving you here with the kids. I know, seriously. But um, While he trying. works. Abroad, <laughs> traveling. Uh, I'm, I'm serious. I think he has a second family. That's, that's Going to Washington D.C. and everybody knows D.C. stands for a district of cock. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. You know, having gone with him on one of those trips, <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> I saw some things I could never unsee. Oh goodness, goodness, goodness. <laughs> So, yeah, so Game of Thrones <laughs> Season 7 started. Uh, we'll talk more about that. It's, a, it's what, only seven episodes, I think? Seven yes. or eight. So yeah. we're, we're halfway, over, halfway over halfway there. Halfway. Yeah, five will be out tonight. Yeah, so. and the, uh, well, I think it's because I don't know if they're actually calling the next half season seven. Oh, I swear to God, they no, do that Sex in the City part I feel, two bullshit. I, I feel like they just, they're just cutting it in half and then breaking. Well, it's season no, eight. No, we're in season seven. Yeah, yeah and then it's going to go to season eight. Se- after, season seven, yeah. Which, uh, I saw some things today, like they're not entirely positive it'll get delayed to 2019. It might actually air next year, oh. which would be nice because that's a long fucking break. I think they're holding off on it till the last book comes out. I think the last book will come out when the last season they, So they're never already... going to release it then? Is Probably. that what you're saying? They've already talked about it, it, it ending with uh, season eight, so I th- yeah. they're not going to delay it, but much. they're not going to wait until the, I don't think they'll wait until the book the comes out. The second to last uh, book hasn't come out yet. Oh, I thought I thought the I thought mm. the next book was the no. last book. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, this is the point where they're like, we're just coming up with an ending and we're going to run with it. And, and it's it, the ending. And if it lines up with the books, oh well, <laughs> it probably will. At that point, he'll just be like, Martin's just waiting for them to finish it. And then he's gonna be like, <laughs> so he can. I'm it. good with that. I'll just we'll just write this out real quick. And then they all die. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Some incest, and then everyone dies. The end. So much. Although I did like the one thing I will, uh, and it's not really a spoiler. It's more of an Easter egg. I did enjoy the fact that the um, this is the Archmeister is is basically writing the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, except with a really long name that nobody would pick up so <laughs> that was uh that was enjoyable for me um so we'll we'll definitely get back into game of thrones we've actually just the other day we were talking about it i think bj had brought it up when we were um when we were out and the fact that we haven't really talked games of thrones in years i don't like i don't think i was a part of the show oh like, no it's definitely when, been way before yeah. that <laughs> every other thing out there does it for us so well pretty much because, I mean, Brian's only up to season three, so it would have had to have been somewhere what? in the first three seasons. That's the yeah. actual yeah. fuck. Yeah, no, I literally just, I, I mainlined as much of it as possible. I waited, I got through three, and we we're like, okay, this was before season five was coming back. And we're like, okay, well, we can watch season four together, and all right, we'll be ready for the new season. We're now on season seven. That's your brother. That reflects badly on you. <laughs> eh. <laughs> I so, watch my shit. <laughs> so so we'll catch up on that. Maybe we'll do a, maybe we'll do a micro and and revisit some of that because 
I, I binge watch too quickly and don't pay as much attention. So things happen and I'm like, what? So yeah. <laughs> I watched the Game of Thrones episodes for this for these four episodes just to kind of be like, what did I what did I not catch? And I, or I think like not think a, I got a spoiler. It. There was a quote reference in the last episode that I had just had a brain fart that they had done something like that like four seasons ago and why it was significant. I'm like, oh, OK. Was it the the Queen of Ashes? No. Oh, OK. I saw there's like a 30 Easter eggs you've missed in like the first four episodes. And it, it, like I was sitting there going, oh yeah, I don't remember any of this. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember any of this. Um, so that that has come back. Um, I'm going to talk about it uh, a little bit later in, in the one up segment. But uh, Insecure is back. Oh yeah, so, I haven't watched it yet. Bitch, you get get oh, on your shit. My I know. God, get I know. on your shit. I know. I'm I'm sorry in advance, black people. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I've come to you. Not prepared, ill prepared. We are taking and your card away. Irresponsible. We are taking yeah. your card away. You can get, get your cards. I yeah. Um, you can't. You nobody at this table can take away my card. And BJ, I'm sorry, but you can't fully take away my card. <laughs> no, I, you I, have I, to go up to the tribunal. I'm not. I know I'm not a pureblood. Special I dispensation. I'm I'm not a pureblood. I I just have so my permit. as it stands. I stand resolute in my. I have the. I have my cards. All right. All right. <laughs> um, Veep came back and finished its sixth season, which I could have sworn after season five had ended that they said season six was going to be the end of the show. And I waited until all 10 episodes were out so I could binge the entire thing. And I got to the end and I was like, that's not an ending. And then I went online and there's a season seven. And I was just like, this is not cool like i mean it's great it's a great show it's a fantastic fucking show but season five was such a heartbreaking season that by the end of that season i was like i felt so horribly for her and she's not exactly a a character that you can feel sorry for easily Mm -hmm. because she's a horrible person (laughs) she's a horrible horrible person but i felt so heartbroken for her at the end of it and when i was like okay they're gonna do a time jump and it's going to be like, okay, this is life after being Veep and being president. And I was like, okay, this will be a way to, for them to wrap it up and, and really kind of give it a nice send-off package. And just now they're going back to the well for season seven. I'm like, all right. Hmm. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but BJ, I'm going to throw it to you because a Netflix <laughs> show came back um, that... I think when we were talking about it the other night, you were a little uh, surprised that it only had, what, seven episodes? Yeah, only seven episodes. Uh, So talk to us about Voltron Season 3. So Voltron Season 3 comes back. I sit down. I'm like, okay, cool. I've been wanting to get back into this because Season 3, they introduce Lotor, who's pretty much the only real Voltron villain to me. Uh, Do you mean to tell me that it's had two full seasons and Lotor just shows up? Yes. Oh, no. I ain't watching that shit. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for saving me some time. So, um, I I don't know if this is just a sign that... Because it's the same production company that did um, Legend of Korra and uh, Avatar Last Airbender. Um, if they if they know their end is, is in sight for the show. Um, but the third season's only seven episodes. Um, you get... Every episode is pretty much like almost half a season's worth of story kind of thrown in. Which is actually a little nice, especially when you get something that, you know, is essentially a space opera that can just keep going and going. Um, 
There's some nice little twists. Um, they do have an episode where they make fun of the American version when Shiro's twin brother, Sven, comes out of the space hospital and joins up with Team Voltron, which is something they did in the American translation of it. They didn't want. They didn't want to be. They didn't want to. I. I don't know if they wanted to confuse American audiences or something. But like in the original run of Voltron on Toonami, one of the characters, quote unquote, dies, and then they introduce his twin brother Sven, who's just some dude with a Swedish accent. That's the same character. Um. So they they got they they literally have an episode where they they throw back to all of the American like mistranslations and stuff like that. Um. So that's actually really funny. Uh, they actually go into the history of Voltron, like why it was made, how it was made. Um, they they touch on the whole thing with um, like who they they do they do flashbacks for um, Zarkon and Hagar and Allura's father. They there's like a, I think two episodes where they just really go into the um, the meat of the actual mythos and everything, which is really really nice because I don't think I've ever watched any of the Voltron spinoffs or Voltron series where they actually explain anything. Hmm. They actually like, Oh, well it's made out of this. It's made out of that. And it's something, it's, it's something that's popping up a lot with a lot of um, reboots of um, kid shows and everything where they want to do some more in-depth storytelling. And they actually like craft a craft a bit of story here and there. And I'm like, Oh, I can finally get closure on what the fuck this robot is. We can't just use it to sell toys anymore. Exactly. Got a universe build. Yeah, so I liked it. I'm I'm excited because I think season four is supposed to come out soon. Like they 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 announce when they announce season three, they announce season four also. So four is probably like two or three months away for all I know. Hmm. All right. Speaking of uh, of reboots, <laughs> I think I think BJ, you and I are the only ones that have seen it at this table. Um, Oral, you weren't here when we uh, when we did a quick check before we started this uh ducktales have you seen the new uh the new reboot no i've seen the promo trailer for it um it looks cute i think that from what i saw it should work uh the i think the problem is people think that franchises are their own and they're not and what they produce for us wasn't ours it's just something they did and so now that there's this new generation of like ducktales and different adventures like our generations are different it doesn't mean that it's bad it doesn't mean that ours was better it's just it's different what it can't be like like my little pony is the exception to like where they updated it but they made it not subversive enough but appeal because i mean it gave birth to the bronies People that are coming to it in the wrong age group that you would think would be applicable and still appreciating it. This one, from what I've heard of the review for the first episode, it was like an, like an hour-long special. Yeah, it was, it was the first yeah. two. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Episodes. Um, they said this was definitely more for a new generation like of kids with an updated kind of sense of humor to it and not necessarily to appeal to people our age who grew up on the original. I was going to say because I... In watching it, I don't want to watch it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to continue to watch it. Um, and I said to Brian, I was like, I guess I didn't like it enough and have that desire for it to come back. Because I enjoyed, like, when they remastered the video game. Because he was like, oh, well, you you were so excited when the video came out. And I said, you don't change that. It's just a re-release, a remaster of this game that I played that was part of my childhood. Mm-hmm. This um, it wasn't part of my childhood. I was too poor. <laughs> we were trying to be the affluent Puerto Ricans, all right. Mm-hmm. We tried. Well, see, in my hometown, they played that on on basic cable. Like they recycled the episodes on the basic cable. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Well, the, the, video the episodes, game. the video game. Oh, yeah, the video game. Yeah. The we can afford basic <laughs> antennas and shit. I didn't play on Disney Channel. Like, oh, I, I mean, I wouldn't. Oh, have and I want uh, you to know that our outhouse wasn't called an outhouse. It was called a fucking bathroom <laughs> where it had running water and well, electricity. But was it attached to the house or was it in the backyard? I don't know what <laughs> kind of. Petticoat Junction <laughs> bullshit you grew up with in South Florida. But I mean, here in Orlando, I mean, we were the civilization. It was actually called Yeehaw Ooh. Junction. <laughs> Not Petticoat. Oh. It's a place they, in They had city water, all right? They didn't have well water. Mm-mm. Like, even by that, you mean like an actual well that they <laughs> yes. had to work the churn <laughs> they, they, they to get the water uh, up uh, or a uh, bucket uh, to uh, come up from the hole. <laughs> anyway lord but in heaven it was but, but yeah i i i i guess i just didn't i wasn't clamoring enough for it i wasn't that demographic that was like i'm so excited for this one of my biggest issues is the kids sound like they're 20 i'm not used to that like that took me completely out and honestly kate micucci is webby i love kate micucci fucking love her she is hilarious garfunkel and oates is hysterical as soon as i hear her voice it 
pulls me completely out of what it is. Steven Universe is a little different because she's a tiny woman. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like it, 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 it fits. But when she's the voice of like a seven year old duck girl, it just it killed it for me. And the boys all sound like they're 20. They don't have that same like adolescent tone to them. Oh, they also were voiced by the same actor, too. Oh, well, that well, also helps. Tell them apart. The current yeah. ones? No, the old ones. Yeah, the old ones were all voiced by the same the same person. Yeah. But it, it, it like, like Oral said, it's something new for a new generation. And I'm sure it will do well. David Tennant as Scrooge was probably the best voice acting work for the show. Um, and I can't remember the maid's name, but... I don't like the fact that they... This is Beakley. Beakley, that's yeah, Mrs. right. Beakley. Yes. Um, she, from what I remember of the original cartoon, she was always like that goofy mother figure. She was She, she was, was like, bumbling. She was yes. a bumbling she, maid. Who's that, who's that cook? Um, oh Julia Child? Ju- she, yeah, she was Julia Child in the original thing. She, she, t- she had the, oh my goodness. She was very... Well, and she was also supposed to be British, so, she, yeah. you know. It, I mean, the current actress is British, too. Yeah, but, but they've turned her into like the stern She's a bit British of a hard-ass, woman. Yeah. And it's just like, I, I thought it was funny when he was on the phone with her, like he was, uh, when Scrooge called her about like, you know change this or do whatever and she's like I'm not your I'm not your secretary I was like that I thought was funny but it just it took away kind of that family feel with her because she was that because there in a lot of these cartoons there's never a mother figure because the mother yeah. has been killed yeah. um, she was always that like soft mother figure and for them to kind of make her the hard ass woman mm-hmm. Just it, it it lost some of that family feel to me, and Webby was always kind of like attached to her, and Webby was like just kind of popped out of nowhere. And I don't even know if they did they. Oh no, they did say it's her grandmother. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I was, still, I was like, wait a minute, because they really didn't even. There was no interaction with them in the yeah. in the show, so it was like. So, and again, it's two episodes in, so maybe it'll it'll change and Launchpad being like thrown right into <laughs> everything. Like Launchpad was like he kind of came along, and I mean, now well, he was in the first. Like that was the thing I realized that kind of tempered my expectation about this. Is I bought the DVD set of the original series. Like they had like three volumes, uh-huh. and we decided to watch it one night. And it's kind of like I mean, it's uh, like any other show. Like you try and watch it, you go back to your childhood, and, and some things work, and a lot doesn't. And it was really because you don't have that innocence, right? Yeah, that innocent thought process it, or that innocent try going sense back, of humor. Try going back and watching Captain in the Game Master, and oh, I was sure. like, "Oh my god!" Back what then, the I was f- like, "Why the fuck is Mega Man green? <laughs> Why does he sound like this? Like a Brooklyn accent? Oh, I think God, Mega Wow, yeah." <laughs> but Ducktales was just a little bit more like, "Oh, it's it right. it kind of boring." Yeah. But yeah, like like Launchpad was in there from the beginning, and he was just like, "Oh, this is my helicopter pilot." Because I have one. I know. And well, I like, they didn't make him a helicopter pilot. He's a chauffeur. Oh, okay. And I was like, why? Because he's still wearing, like, he's wearing the launch pad. Like a, like a, I don't think he has well, a scarf, but he has, like, the jacket. Okay. And it's just like... The bomber jacket for yeah. his automobile. It just it just didn't... I, it felt like they were, were... They ramped up, like, the characters that... To bring that nostalgia back. Sure. Um, and I'm not sure if I didn't really read DuckTales comic books, but Donald plays a big part oh, yeah. in those, these first two it, episodes. So the new, the new series is completely based off of the original comic. 
Okay. It's it's they 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 hark back to a lot of the stuff from the '90s cartoon, but like like Donald's like the way they're drawn, the way uh, with the exception of like the boys' hairstyles and the coloring for them, they're they're um, Donald looks exactly like he did out of the comic. Scrooge looks like he like he did it right out of the comic. Well, book. especially when they give him the second sailor outfit. Oh yeah, and then. <laughs> And then um, they even used line a lot of the lines oh, from okay. the first episode. They took like literally, they just took lines directly out of the comic book. Huh. Uh, the the line he says um, where he's Scrooge McDuck and he's tougher than the toughies, smarter than the smarties. That's like point one when they first meet him in the comic when they when Donald first takes the boys to meet him. And it's and same with the boys are like, are you really our uncle? Who are you? How old are you? Like the like the boys running through his house, like pretty much that first segment where they first get to McDuck Manor, from pretty much until they meet Webigail is right out of the comic. Did they not call him Uncle Scrooge in the comics? They they didn't until they realized he was their uncle. Because I had a I had a Spider Man Homecoming moment today watching that show when they just kept calling him Scrooge. I was like, God damn it, he's Uncle Scrooge. <laughs> It's okay. My nieces and nephews call me Jared, not Uncle Jared, though. Because you're a cool <laughs> uncle. Thank you. Ugh, but no, like, I'm sorry. I was you, like, you missed that whole my whole uh, my whole tirade on that in the <laughs> Spider-Man episode. <laughs> but um, yeah, my 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 thing is, I grew. I mean, I was that whole Saturday afternoon Disney schedule. I was nuts for it. I went crazy for it. And the interesting it was thing. A week. It was during the week, huh? It was, it was during the week. It was after yeah, it was the after school, school yeah. cartoon. It was like get home at like three thirty, four o'clock. Uh huh. Disney yeah. afternoon. Yeah. And then Darkwing Duck after that, which they said he's going to be in the show. Of course. Um yeah. and All and right. that's and that's honestly that's the appeal. It's you get just enough nostalgia for the people that grew up with it to be like, I have children now. You guys should watch this show. We can have that in common because I knew about it. Now you're going to know about for it. For you had a resexual that could have babies. Maybe you can adopt <laughs> in another state. <laughs> exactly um but like the first five minutes of the episode they mentioned santa prisca mm-hmm. which was the town in tailspin they so they they're it it, it feels like if this does well enough now oral that, that was another very good uh video game from that was a very good video game. tailspin i recommend you play it kick kyle kicker can kiss my ass <laughs> i was a gummy bears person bouncing so. here and there and everywhere yeah it actually still holds up does it? It doesn't. The stories are just <laughs> better, though. Now, now, if we're going for obscure Disney 90s cartoons, are we talking about Marsupilami or Bonkers? Oh, oh my God, Bonkers. God. Or Goof Troop? Oh, uh, Goof, Goof Troop is so an obscure. obscure. No, not so Goof, obscure Goof Troop. Goof Troop. Goof Troop. Goof Troop. Goof Troop. Goof Troop can fuck right off because of that goddamn Mother's Day episode. We should have known BJ was having an aneurysm, but they all just laugh. They all just laugh. They always do. They always they just point laugh. I I was more partial to uh, Chippendales Rescue Rangers myself. Oh, yeah, yeah oh. me too. Also, Oral, a very good video game. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many of them. Capcom, yeah, Capcom did wonders for uh, all the Disney cartoons. Oh, I I still miss a boy in his blob. Did you oh, not play wow. the remake? No, no, I did not. It was good. Uh, maybe I'd actually get past the first stage. That was like I I played that game so much, but I could never get far in that game at all. I get to a point where I was like, I just start throwing random shit into his mouth, and he would just 
Like, this is not helping me advance through yeah. the stage in any way, shape, or form. You get to a chasm, you're like, all right, what what won't kill him? Yeah. <laughs> Here's a bean. Chase it. Nope. He died. <laughs> so, so, so is this a segue into video games now? Well, we will get into video games in a second. Okay. I want to take a okay. quick break here um, to remind you guys that our parent network is the Nerdy Show Network. Um, you can find all of our social media thingamabobs who's you what's it's whatchamacallits i'm gonna go back to the candy bar conversation mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> at show.com uh we're on twitter we're on instagram which we've been doing a lot more with instagram we're on tumblr um you can find us on soundcloud for as long as that's still gonna be a thing <laughs> you know we got past that first 24 hours because you know we, you know, you know, we looked at each other and we we're like, "Ooh, twenty-four hours. We might need to find a new hosting site." <laughs> um, you can find, you can email all of us. Like we just read the uh, the letter from Jesse, um, Oral at Flame On Show, B E E J A Y at Flame On Show, Jeff at Flame On Show, Jared at Flame On Show, Pat at Flame On Show, Brian at Flame On Show. Um, can we so do a Saraha account or Saraha? Oh God, we do have one. Mm. Brian what? did make. He posted it on our on our uh, Facebook page. I've got oh, a confession right. to make. You know that one you got that just said "cut" like several <laughs> hundred times. That was me. You didn't send it to me. <laughs> I was like, I only got eight messages. I was gonna say, I only got eight messages, and none of them said "cut." One did say that they wanted one. One of my messages did say that they wanted to eat my ass for years and that the heat death of the universe would happen before they stopped that's really hot that's really hot i got three messages and none of them were very uh, eventful i was very disappointed i don't have one because i want y'all bitches to say it to my face you know what's funny is that you can actually like there's what they don't tell you is if you go into the settings you can check off that you that you won't get prohibits anonymous messages so basically they have to have an account you still won't know who it's from but they have to have at least an account Oh no, fuck that. Say it to my face. <laughs> but I believe it's uh flameonshow.saraha.com. Saraha. Saraha. I just Saraha. Saraha. Um Patreon. And yes, and if you uh are so inclined, uh go to patreon.com forward slash nerdy show and uh you can become a Patreon member. You can even earmark some of that money to come straight to us. Um, we will. Ha- we are actually going to have flame on specific content on Patreon. I sent Cap over uh, some outtakes from our last episode. Oh boy! Yeah, um, both of them I think actually include me in <laughs> weird tangents that happened in that episode. Um, nice one that specifically shows just how much of a homosexual I am. So uh, <laughs> we never doubted you. I'm no, I say, know. I know. Is I it just it from time to time? You go. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, it is. Um, and and Club Oral will show up there soon. <laughs> I was going to mention it when we were talking about your outhouse, but you know, I figured we would uh, we would we would leave that alone. So uh, let's let's just throw this out there. We we have a Patreon. Yes. Okay. Um, well, Nerdy Show does. Oh, Nerdy Show, not us specifically. No, not us specifically. Oh, okay. However, okay. our listeners, um, like Ron has done, mm-hmm. um, has become a Patreon member on Nerdy Show and has um, earmarked 
specific money to oh, come to okay. us. Thank so, you, Ron. Yes, thank you, Ron. Um, so if you are out there, and it could be a dollar, it could be five dollars. There are different levels on the Patreon site, um, and you could say like, if you do a ten dollar a month thing, you could say, hey, I want five dollars to go to Nerdy Show and five dollars to go to Flame On. I was, I was gonna say like, all of my like artist peers are like, hey, I've got a Patreon account now. Give me free money and mm-hmm. draw. So I'm like, hey, you guys do that for me. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. yeah. I mean, they could do it. We could we could uh, see about doing a level for support uh, the arts. For for Jared, yeah, don't, donate a hundred dollars, and Jared will do a full color. Bitch, you better be nude. <laughs> oh, not me. No, something of their choice. Well, no, I mean you but can what draw whatever you I nude? want. But I want you self- drawing a nude if I'm giving you a hundred dollars. You better be you better be stark ass naked it's a, it's while drawing. No, it's a picture of him not drawing <laughs> your picture while nude. Exa- well, then fine. It, it'll be then tasteful. That's that's it'll fine. Be a live stream of you drawing it in the nude. And then they They're, get the picture at the uh, end. Okay, maybe for like Cam 4 or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> this could potentially happen, listeners. Hire Jared. He does art good. <laughs> <laughs> if you li- could do little, little, uh, take the Square Bears approach and do little. Uh, square Bears. The, uh, the guys that we met in Provincetown, he does um, oh, little post-it yes, note sketches. Yes, yes, yes. Could do a little, uh, do a little napkin sketch or something like that. I could. Yeah, we could talk about this. Yeah. So, so follow us, uh, follow Nerdy Show, become a Patreon uh, subscriber, and now with that, with our, our the end of our last segment leading into this, it is video game time. Cool. And I know Jared's excited, and I'm yes. I like I almost want us all to just be quiet and just listen to Jared because Jared actually has something to talk about. I just, know. Oh my god! Our just Jared segment. Ooh. <laughs> Wait a minute. There we uh, go. So a, a game that we have discussed on the show in previous episodes got delayed and has finally come out and has been played by two of our members here. Um, Eric Punzone, uh, our resident muscle daddy, has also been playing, but Wait, he, what? he is, only is showed... Is he still calling himself muscle daddy? Yeah, whatever we do. <laughs> Eric's been playing that? I believe so. I thought he was. Eric doesn't have, uh, does Eric have a Steam account? I was gonna I say you should have given well, that shit to me a long time ago. Then, yeah. and then maybe not. Maybe yeah. maybe you guys were just having conversations about it. I just I mean I, I see it. your lives on the periphery because nobody invites me out for anything. So, okay. um, oh now that we know we can fix that. Well there you go. See, <laughs> so it's a trade off. He comes over for Game of Thrones and you invite him out for stuff. Okay. okay. See. Okay. Okay. All right. I like this. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so um, I always want to call it Daddy Dater, which is a different type well, of thing that's that's what it is it's not know, it's not daddy hunt i know but if you put daddydater.com in it's a whole different thing that you should not look yes, up at work yeah um yes. <laughs> this, different uh, than daddy hunt as well but yes. um yeah so dream daddy yes. came out for steam and jared you've been enjoying it so tell I us have. all about it give well, us I've your already, review i've already played through three times now and I just downloaded it on Friday. Wow. <laughs> nice. <laughs> is it because like every time you're like, I can do better? Or Well, what's nice is that um, it autosaves. So if you do make a mistake, you can go back to a previous state and, you know, oh, okay, this is the correct um, oh. response to choose. But oh, you got to try to make sure you do that before it autosaves over that. Though. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yes, it's it's called Dream Daddy. Dream Daddy, and you play a uh, a widower, and uh, you just moved into this cul-de-sac with your eighteen-year-old daughter, and uh, she's going through her last uh, year through high school, um, going off to college. You know, she's growing up so fast. 
Um, but while you're there, um, you get to meet all these other dads in various uh, levels of uh, marriage or otherwise. Um, and they're all quite, uh, you know, quite as lonely and uh, socially awkward as you are. So that's, that's <laughs> what's so wonderful about this game. Um, so you get to choose um, s- between seven uh, seven daddies. There's um, there's Robert, who's knife daddy. He's the bad like the bad boy with the leather jacket and the red shirt. Knife always daddy always has a glass of whiskey. Uh, there's Craig, who's fitness daddy. Um, Craig, Craig, oof, oof. <laughs> um, which one looks like Glitch? Because apparently that's, that's my dream daddy, Matt. Oh goddamn it, Matt! Like, Matt you... owns a coffee shop, and uh, he's all about music and music puns. When he showed up, I'm like, God damn it, it's Glitch. <laughs> uh, let's see who else. There's Hugo, who is your daughter's uh, literature teacher. Uh, he's very, very intellectual, very cerebral. Um, there's Joseph, who's the uh, <laughs> Joseph is the. Uh, well, let's just say he's the uh, you know stereotypical like uh, white dad with you know the polo shirt and uh, you know two point five kids. Although he's got four kids though he's in got this four game. Kids. And um, they're all named Christian, Chris, Christina, Tina, and Chris, Chris and Chris. <laughs> and his wife's name is Mary. Let that sink in. <laughs> so that does bring up a question. So all these different daddies, are they oh, all? No, in- no, I, I did not address all of them. Oh, oh. Uh, there's, there's also Brian, who is the ginger dad. Mm-hmm. He's, the, he's the big bear one. I was going to say, where's the bear? Because yes, there yes. has to be a bear. Yes, yes. There's the bear daddy. He's he's very much, uh, he's a bragger. He, he brags about how smart his daughter is, about how big his TV is, about uh, his grilling skills and oh, so size like, of his like house. It's like our Brian. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Say Brian, before you knew him, did try to do the redhead thing for a oh, bit. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> he tried to do, like, he never bleached, but he did, like, Auburn highlights. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Please tell me there's pictures. Probably. <laughs> I'm sure there are. Um, and last but not least, there's Damien, who's the goth daddy. Oh, Damien Blood daddy. March. Yes. Blood <laughs> March. Yes. So you... You, you know, you meet these dads and you all get to interact via social media on a site called Dadbook. <laughs> this sounds so horrible that it's amazing. It's wonderful. And it, it lists all their likes and dislikes and their sexual turn-ons and all that. And um, you, you get to have up to two dates with these dads, but the third date is the last date. And so, like, you have to commit after that. Well, because you know what happens on the third date. That's literally what the option the option yeah. says. Yeah. You got you to commit. Yeah. yeah. Is this your dream, Daddy? Yes. So let me ask you this. How do they address sexuality? That's my question. Because be. if you're talking about the fact that, like, if, if Chris or Christian's <clears throat> wife, his name is her name is Mary, yes. like, and obviously you're you're a widower, yeah. And that's the thing. At the beginning of the game, you have the option of saying, "Oh, um, your daughter, you're, you're talking about, you know, your your life up until then, and how she's either adopted or it's a biological daughter." And you can say either your father and I or your mother and I. Oh, okay. So that that addresses your character. Mm -hmm. How do they address these guys that you're going on on these dates with? Do they start leaving their wives? (laughs) 
Well, that's the thing. Like a lot of them are either divorced or widowed. Okay. But not all of them. But not all of them. Oh. So once so one stepping out on his homes? wife. <laughs> well, let's see. Uh, yeah, Craig. Let's see Craig is an old college buddy of yours. Uh, your, your, oh. bro. your bro. Your hmm. yeah. oh. yeah. bro. Um, Joseph is, you know, being married, but he's always like, "Hey, you want to hang out sometime?" <laughs> So it, it, it so they just make it the scuzziest of uh, closeted depends. homosexuals. Um, Robert's probably the most straightforward one, though, or it's just like no judgment. Did, did you did you did you sleep with him on the I first did. night? I did. <laughs> I did. And I, I unlocked achievement, bad dad. Ah. <laughs> so I'm guessing because like I'm guessing dad book is designed to be the it's it's. There's no. This isn't a social media site for just the dads. This is this is you're going on there to date. Yes. So everybody that's on there. Kind of. Well, it, no? it's only the the seven dads. Those are the only ones you interact with. Right, but yeah. it's not like it's basically. The, is it a Tinder equivalent or is it? Like it's basically Grinder. Yeah, it's it's like Grinder. Okay. Uh, so it's like you know you can message the other dads and they'll you know correspond with you. So there's at least that avoidance of like. You're you're meeting one of the dads who's got four kids. It's like, well, you're on here, so you're already questioning. Well, like, wh- I know they interviewed the creators of the game, and the the creator of the game right. was just like, we don't really talk about it because it's kind of a non. We don't want that to be yeah, the focus it's, it's of the a game. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. a dating sim. Let's not get too bogged down in the. And and the the romantic moments are very tender, and yeah, I cried a couple times. So it was it was, it was good. I enjoyed mm. it. I love I loved Amanda. Yeah, she she is. I, I wish I could have a daughter like Amanda. Right? Yes. Oh, <laughs> like like you ask her what her and her friends got up to, and she's just like, oh, you know the usual, just petty larceny, maybe a little bit of light arson. And he's he's like light arson. She's just like, listen, it was it was a busy night. <laughs> and she's, well, it's nice that you could work off of that same energy as her. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, and that's another layer where you have to maintain your relationship with her. Oh, mm-hmm. that's right. You were saying that. Yeah. So what happens if you uh, if you neglect her? I, I haven't played through the bad dad scenario yet. Okay, no, you just were you were just the bad daddy. Yes, I was the bad daddy. All right. <laughs> how how much is this on Steam now that it's full release? Fourteen ninety nine. Okay, yeah, it's it's worth every penny. Yes, yes, nice. Yes. All right. And if you get S ranks on all of the dates they go on with the dads, you will unlock you know some sexy pinup artwork at the end. Oh, cool! But you didn't know that? No, I did not know that. Yeah. Oh yeah, yep. I know the uh, the creator actually had reached out, I believe, to Aaron um, before the launch, before the uh, um, this, the original launch date. Mm-hmm. So uh, that that maybe we'll uh, be able to get him onto the show oh, and cool, uh, cool. and yes. do a little interview with him. That'd be kind of fun. Just don't get Eagle Raptor on here. I want to strangle him. Okay, who <laughs> what? Uh, he's one of the game grumps. But his 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 personality was very abrasive, at least online. I don't know in person if he's a different person, but it's just like I, I can't I can't deal with that. <laughs> well, I'm glad that because this was this was kind of one of those games that just it seemed like it could be fun, but it could also have turned into like really really bad camp. So no. I'm well, no, no, they, I'm glad to hear that yeah, that you guys it are enjoying very, it. Very everything was, and then um, apparently three of the bodies you could pick for your dad are binder bodies, so you could be a trans dad. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. It so. also probably helps that it's a teen rating, so it's not doing anything too yeah. over the top or no. following it through. This is it's a dating sim. It's supposed to be just you know 
I mean, Fun. nobody's penises are guns, but you know. <laughs> I need. I still need to buy that one and play that one. You know, we'll have to do. Uh, we'll have to do a a, a gay gaming night one night, and we'll okay. uh, we'll. We'll do a live stream of it. Oh my That'd god, can we play genital jousting again? Because yes. that was amazing. Well, of course, it had to be genital jousting. It'll be a tea room. Dream Daddy dream and Tea Daddy. Room. <laughs> oh, and um and uh well, there was the shower one. You I shower. Do crystal math. <laughs> was it called Shower Daddy? I think it was. Yeah. It was called Shower Daddy. Yeah. Where you wait you just wait in the shower at the gym for a hot dude to come through and you but you have to shower him the way he wants to be showered. Okay, I'm thinking of a different game then. No, you're probably thinking of the same one because you have to like you you move the mouse around, but you have to like you do it slower. No, it's or... like a kid and oh. your dad. You're just like taking a shower together. I know oh, no. which one you're talking yes. about. Yes, oh, no. uh... okay, okay, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, shower <laughs> with your dad your simulator. Yes, yes. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, and it's no, a bunch no, of no, it's no, a bunch no. of mini games because it's not just one type. There's like a bunch of different types of mini games that are all yeah. <sighs> God. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Wow. <laughs> uh, mm, yeah. Yeah. That just okay. We'll we'll leave that one off of the list of our. Uh, oh no fun. Our game <laughs> gay game night thing. Um, no, so I'm, I'm I'm really glad that you guys have enjoyed it. Um, yeah, we need to get it because I, I I wanna I wanna actually in interact with this myself and and see how this game works now that i'm now that i'm done with zelda i can move on to uh dream daddy also fun fun fact uh so like the the s rank or like a a plus rank uh reaction you get from your dream daddies it's it's an explosion of hearts and eggplant emojis (laughs) and and the wet emoji like if you get if you get the if you get the perfect one it's it's the wet emoji with eggplants wow yeah what does that mean Oh, you're married. You don't know. I don't. I don't text. Send 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 those to your wife. Okay. The heart, eggplant, and the like the the little wet splash. Send so she'll know her. what it means. Yes. Also, Throw are you prepared to have another child this early? <laughs> Is that all it takes? Those three combinations of emojis. Well, I'm, I mean, if you throw the peach in there, then you don't have to worry about having a child. <laughs> but, but, but Mel may start to cry a little. <laughs> I'm, I'm catching on now. I'm catching on yeah. now. Oh, lordy. <laughs> <sighs> Video games. All right. So um, we will, uh, our last segment of the podcast, we're going to dive into some comic books, um, especially because Oral is here. So you can speak on uh, on two thirds of this that I have no no real knowledge. <laughs> I have not read Defenders, so we well, can just Well we haven't let's I I can speak to some Marvel stuff. So okay. I I'm glad that you're here because I defer to you um to give me some highlights from uh from the indie producers okay. and from DC so let's start with indie. What are what are some good books that our, our listeners should be uh watching uh, out for? Donnie Cates it just came out of left field. John K plus eight? No. Oh okay. Cates. <laughs> He's a writer at Image. He's doing an Aftershock book called Baby Teeth. Um, his big, pretty much debut, his like, oh my gosh, who is this guy, was God Country, which is about um, a man with Alzheimer's who's a danger to himself and others. His son is trying to take care of him while taking care of his young family. And while this family is in this tumultuous time, this storm comes to Texas, uh, a sword appears, the grandfather 
uh, grabs the sword and no longer has Alzheimer's. And these like kind of like new gods, uh, cosmic deities come and they're like, that belongs to us and all hell breaks loose. But it's really smart. Um, it's very poignant, even though it's got this amazing set of world building. So I would totally suggest that. Um, also, one of the big books to come out, which I re- really liked this week, was called Redlands, which is uh, takes place in uh, Florida in a small town, uh, a rural town in 1977. And it's about you know, a corrupt police officers and uh, this coven of witches who like to fuck shit up. Uh, it's, it's really cool. If you want to see like racists get their comeuppance, you want to pick up Redlands. It's pretty much sold out everywhere. Try to find it. After this weekend. Yes. I want to yes. fuck up some racists. Yes. <laughs> yep. Um, so Baby Teeth and Redlands. Uh-huh. Any other, uh, any other indie books sticking out right now? Uh, there's a book called elsewhere if i'm not mistaken also image if i'm not mistaken sorry there was a lot of books uh, there were a lot of books that came out recently and it's a fantasy story about amelia Earhart and what happened to her she just got transported to this like fantasy somewhat science world and she's not going to find a way home until she finds her co-pilot so that's really that was really cool i liked it it's it's pretty too i liked it so Nice. I would suggest that. For DC, Batman has been great. Dark Knight's Metal starts this week. Make sure make sure you pick it up because by the time this airs, the big reveal will have been all over the place. If you move in like comic book circles at all, it's it's going to be big. I'm really excited. Uh it's Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo doing what they've been doing this entire time on their Batman run, taking the beginnings of that, you know, five, six, seven years later and say, hey, this is this like heavy metal rock and roll story that we want to tell for DC. DC hasn't done anything like this before. So I'm I'm excited. I know I know the reveal. It's big. And is it's this still really in big. continuity or is this a separate continuity different? No, it's in continuity. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it's it's going to be their big um blockbuster event that's going to tie in a bunch of things but batman has been doing some shit on the sly and it's gonna come back to bite us all good all right Mm -hmm. um what other what other big things coming up in dc um right now tom king is oh 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 okay so if you are a fan of the new gods you have to read mr miracle so tom king wrote vision Yes. Every every time Brian says it when we do a show, I always have to go, oh, Tom King. Mm -hmm. And then he looks at me like, how do you know Tom King? And I look at him and go, Vision. Yeah. Wrote Vision, which was amazing. And he's writing this really out there, dark take on Scott Free, also known as Mr. Miracle. It's him and Big Barda and everything we think we know about Scott may not be true. It is smart. It is visceral at times it's very uh, i don't i don't want to it's memento with like a dash of shutter island where you're not sure if you can trust the narrator and you're not even sure if scott is narrating some things 
it's just really it's it's out there and it's steeped in uh like the the new gods kirby stuff so if you want to read like the old school like maxi series where it's only 12 issues pick up uh mr miracle i've read the second issue that comes out in a couple weeks i think it's better than the first issue only because we're like the the plot is moving even though you don't really know what the plot is so that is that is great and then he's also doing batman jokes of war and riddles it's it's building there's a lot it's going to be i think like uh eight or ten issues uh in this story arc so give it some time but i i like what's what's happening nice all right um so moving into marvel we're gonna make mine marvel mm-hmm. oh. so defenders um has been okay it's actually kind of picked up where it uh the first issue kind of dropped you into a place where i had never read a defenders comic before and it kind of left it put you into a place where like you almost felt like you were missing something because it just kept like it it started from somewhere and i had no idea where that place was um diamondback was supposedly dead and like they everything just kind of like you hit the ground running with uh with the series in issue one and we're now at issue three i believe three or four they they've i think they double shipped at some point um so we're a couple issues in and it's actually it's been a pretty good story um it'll be it'll be interesting to see how how far they take it especially because jessica jones the solo series is so steeped in being that like you know mature audience book uh-huh. um and defenders you're you're having to kind of balance these four characters um and then you also have the inclusion of like black cat um it, it, it's i like it so far it's a couple issues in it's it's definitely after reading the first issue, I was like, okay, this I'm 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 good. I don't think I'm gonna like this isn't something I want to continue on. Um the story's actually been been keeping me coming back to want to read it. Uh, Astonishing X-Men came out. We finally got that team, that book. Um I feel like it's been a while since the first issue came out. Maybe it's just been the standard month and it just it feels longer than that. Um but it was a good story. And uh, with the reintroduction of the Shadow King, um, I think this will actually be probably one of the best X books to come out of Resurrection. Uh, I agree. Yeah, I, I'm not loving Phantom X in it, although I don't like Phantom X. Period. Um, I think he was one of the weaker parts to have in the in the book and in this team. Um, but otherwise, having this mixture of Psylocke and Gambit and um, what do we have? Cable, Archangel. Like, I think this whole thing will work well. I just want them to pick a way to go with Archangel. That's one of my weirdest things. Is that that's been the problem for at this point years? Because they just since Uncanny X Force, they don't know what to do with him. Because you had you had the reintroduction of like young beautiful angel with the feather wings and then they had uh oh god i can't remember which which line of books it was but then they found the like the not robot but like the dummy shell like archangel who was just kind of like 
they would send him out on like mm-hmm. recon missions. Like he was like a drone. It was like an archangel drone. Um, and then now we have this whole like he's Warren, but then turns into which I know is kind of harkens back to Remender's yeah. Uncanny. But it just it. it I do, they need to figure out what they're gonna do. Archangel is such a legacy character. I'm glad that they haven't gotten rid of him, but they just need to figure out what the fuck they're gonna do with him. I will, I will also say I've read the first five pages of issue two of Astonishing X Men. It's cool. Oh, good, good. It's it's cool. All right, I'm excited. So hopefully that should be coming out within the next week. Or I think two. it comes out this week. Okay, good, it does good. come out this week. Yes, cool. yes, yes. I'm excited. I'm excited for that. Um. Jean Grey in her Teen Jean solo series. <laughs> um, this last issue was was kind of fun. Like they've been putting her into it's almost been like team up books. It is a team up yeah. book. You know, it's a team up book All without she being does a is te- team up. Yeah. Without being a team up book, it is a team up in book. In title alone. It's just like, <laughs> oh, not gonna work, I'll find another teammate. Oh, not gonna work, I'll find another teammate. I loved her and Psylocke together though. This has probably been my favorite yeah. team up. Um, the second issue where they had like all the Phoenix hosts or like all the, the you know, quote unquote good ones. Um, like that was that was OK. Uh, but this like training with Psylocke was probably the most fun that I've had with this book. Yeah. You know, like just seeing her needle Psylocke and then Psylocke pushing back and then the whole like third voice in her head like it just was kind of like all right interesting because it it doesn't necessarily always translate on the page Mm. that you're you're listening to like a third person talking to her and then at the end for for psylocke to be like who was that and she's like you heard it too (laughs) it's like like, wait a minute oh oh, yep nope the phoenix is talking to me good times Um, i like i like the inclusion of pickles like i i miss (laughs) i miss the bamps yeah, and, Pickle, and pickles is the best one. So I was glad to see. Did any of the other ones have like that strong of a personality? No, exactly. So. <laughs> but I just, no, the best was when they had like emoji pickles uh, response to to Psylocke, mm-hmm. where it was like, "I'm on, I'm on dinner break. <laughs> it's like I need time to, I need time to to recharge my bamps." She was like, "You could have told me about this earlier." <laughs> uh, they, they, that was fun, which rolls into generations, which. The problem with Generations is the problem that Marvel continues to face. And I don't understand why they just can't be on time because we're getting Generations now, which are these one shots of these legacy characters meeting the originators. But you don't know why it's happening because the end of Secret Empire is the beginning of this. Uh. Jason Aaron's going to be writing the Unworthy Thor, Mighty Thor one, which is going to be awesome and will have a direct correlation to Marvel Legacy, which is like this 80-page awesome him and Asad Ribic uh, Avengers 1 million BC that has Odin, uh, Starbrand, that looks like Hulk, Agamotto, um, Iron Fist, and Phoenix. Mm -hmm. I, I think there's like one more, maybe Panther? Uh, Black Panther. Black yeah, Panther, Black yeah. Panther. Um, so that's going to be great, but the problem is you, we don't... They just. They, I don't understand why they couldn't hold those books back. There's no reason why they couldn't yeah. have held them back until you finished Secret Empire. Like, you could have double-shipped 
people it would have been a mess but like we had already paid for it you could have just held it so it's it's hard to get people to pick up these books because i don't know where i hear a lot i don't know where this fits in or i'm just saying hey you love hulk you miss banner you read this but people just don't they're like so it's a one shot does it it doesn't really do anything they're like we just don't know what it's doing. Like well, each of these books could be important. It could be, but it doesn't really. Having read it, it doesn't really do anything because it's it taken. It's all out of context. Yeah. Do you think that's more? Because like Brian had talked about when it was the uh, the uh, X Men versus Inhumans uh, miniseries that came out, and one of his gripes was he was reading it. It was a gripe that was founded on the fact that he read them out of order, so he didn't know which one came before the other. Do you think that's more on a Marvel side because they're more focused on, well, people just pick it up and trade? No, they're Marvel's just really bad at scheduling. Mm. Like, and even when they're not, it's not always um, it's not always easy to know which order because mm. um, we'll talk about Secret Empire here in a minute, but they seven came out and they had to put at the end or no, or was the end of, or was the end of six? What the end of one of them? It literally had to tell you, like they had to put it at the end page and say, before you read this next issue, read this issue of Captain America, mm-hmm. because it's it's oh. a storyline progression that there are tie-ins to Secret Empire. Most mm-hmm. of the books have have tie-ins. They're not necessary for the main story. Yes, it's gonna it's gonna tell you more about the Dark Force, or it's gonna tell you more about you know uh, Alpha Flight and the Shield, but the Sam Wilson and Steve Rogers Captain America books are like the most direct correlation to the story. And they did it in such a way that you had to read this one before you read this next one in the main line. Right. And then, but then with this last issue that came out, um, you should have read Steve Rogers or I'm um, sorry, not because now it's just Captain, Captain America. America. And that's with the 25. end of both books. Yeah. yeah. 25. It's now just Captain America. Um, you should have read that before Secret Empire number eight, but there was nothing really that told you that. You know, I'm not going to go to the end of like I think at the end of Secret Empire number eight, it was like read a bunch this of before. things are like this, that, and the other. And you're like, oh, that would have been nice to tell the 18 <laughs> people who got that book. You read this first, exactly. But exactly. that's and you know, Secret Secret Empire isn't a bad story. It's just it it has dealt with. A lot of unfair um, clapback. Yeah, it it was it was dead before it even arrived because people just didn't understand. But those it's were people been dead who for two years from the Hail Hydra yeah. panel at the end of Captain uh, Steve Rogers Captain America number yeah. one. Yeah. It'll yeah. it'll it'll go down as one of the most interesting runs of Captain America because Spencer really gets what like he's. He has a plan. His plan would have worked. It's just the criticism killed him. The critics killed him before it could make any traction. But, you know, for a lot of people who didn't give it a chance, it's it's not... He's not saying that what Steve is doing is right. He's not saying that at all. Like, you see it for yourself that this is a horrible, horrible path that this character has gone down. But he's not doing it of his own volition. It is, it is, you know, the reality warping cosmic cube. And when all is said and done, we'll be in a new status quo. 
there'll still be consequences and repercussions. But, you know, it's he's not a Nazi. Right. Well, he's yeah. a fascist. S- Slot pulled the same thing with the, with Superior Spider-Man and got the pushback when he decided to kill. And it's like you, there's that immediate response without giving the idea that like they didn't just do this to push books. They have a storyline that they're going to play out. And to kind of jump on it on the first page of the first issue is kind of unfair. Well, the problem is that the people that are being the loudest voices, the loudest critics, the loudest people that are basically shot this down beforehand aren't the comic readers. Right, exactly. Yeah, They're the exactly. people that are like, oh, the news site. He's, a, he's a Nazi now, so now we're just going to make the... Like, click, click bait readers. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it's what sucks is the fact that, honestly... I'm loving this book. It's like this storyline really, is fantastic. Really, really good. To the point where I sat there. We so we um, we were on our way to to Hard Rock on Wednesday night, and Brian had come up with the books, and I was like, I couldn't get the codes to work right, so I took the book with me, and I'm literally like, as as I'm sitting in the passenger seat reading Secret Empire number eight, like I just I was so on the edge of my seat of like, oh shit, and I'm, I finished the book, and I was like. This is written really well for the fact that I'm sitting there like I'm anxious to see how this is going to turn out Mm -hmm. was is is probably like the biggest testament that I can give to a book because most of them I'm like, all right, cool. Like this is the storyline, whatever. Like I don't feel that stake. And this is like the, the, the twists and turns. And I mean, the only part that that kind of sucks is, you know, that. A lot of this is going to be undone at the end. Most of this, all of this will be undone at the end. So it takes a little bit of that gravity away. Sure. But when he killed Natasha, when she fucking jumped in the middle to to make sure that Miles didn't go down that same path and become a murderer, and that you see that shield fucking take her out in the chin, and it's like, oh my God. Like that, I did not expect that. I did not see that coming. Um, this last one, Sam Wilson, fucking, you think he's dead. He's plummeting. He's just, like, dropping to the bottom of the ocean. And it's just, like, you literally just feel that, like, gut punch of, like, fuck. Okay, that's it. And then it just, it, he rises out of the water. And, like, the tide turns and you're just, like, oh, my God. Okay. Like, I'm I'm super stoked for what these next two issues are going to be. And, you know, whether or not they fuck up. The you know their relaunch or legacy or make mine Marvel or whatever the fuck this whole thing is is that that that's on them. What Nick Spencer is doing with with Secret Empire, honestly, is has gotten the rawest end of the deal, and it's something that honestly, if you like comics, if you think that you might be interested in it, pick it up and read it because it is absolutely worth the read. And it'll be. I'm. I'm super psyched to see what the next two issues and how they're going to take this from where it is right now and bring it to a conclusion at the vanishing point. Because we all know it's ending up at the vanishing point. At the vanishing point. <laughs> Come on down at the vanishing point. Get your burger at the vanishing point. I feel like it's a diner. You better speak easy. Oh, good times. Um, so. If you have a book that you are enjoying out there, please let us know um, if we haven't been reading it. I mean, Oral reads a lot more than what we've talked about here. Um, but if there's one in particular that you want to hear us talk about, let us know. Write mm-hmm. it in the comments. 
um, shoot us a message on Facebook or Absolutely. email and, uh, and, and we'll chat about it because I know that we don't really get to talk a lot about comics anymore. Um, based off of schedules and just you know i'm sorry life is crazy but <laughs> uh, but we're still reading you know I, I i feel bad because i can only really talk on the marvel stuff but but i i try to get what i can there and uh, i'm excited for where iceman's going just as that oh, last yeah. little aside um uh cena posted a, a picture from issue five where iceman meets the juggernaut and um he's he's super stoked about what's coming up and obviously he can't say anything about it um, I mean, like like meets him like Kane Marco, uh, no potential it, interest, no. <laughs> but uh, I mean, he had that thing with Black Tom for the longest time. I was just assumed. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> you know, so angry. Wait, Why which one? So which angry? one was supposed to be a homosexual? Something just came out recently, like a Comic Legends reveal, like a, one of those CBR like series that they did, and I think one of the original Brotherhood Pyro. Pyro, I think, I think was I think was originally um, intended to be homosexual a and then flaming homosexual uh, yeah. you know, who dies of the legacy virus that's uh, very uh, yeah but anywho so that's our comics i know that uh we do have some people out there that are, are super stoked when we talk comics um mm-hmm. that is for you guys um we're gonna do a quick round of one-ups for the week before we end it here uh these are the things that are giving us life in the pop culture universe Oral, what is giving you life this month? Um, this this month has been uh, somewhat difficult for me, and uh, I commissioned a piece from a friend of mine because I love Star Trek and I wanted a Voyager because you never see anything for Voyager, and so she made this really cute, awesome painting based off of one she did for um, the Next Generation, like the Enterprise D. So. I got a Voyager and she heard like everything that was going on with me and I was going to commission a second piece, which was the defiant. And she gave, she, she, she made it for me and she, she gave it to me. So like that, that's, you know, I have two pieces of new art in my life and like, it's going to go across from my merman piece, which I love. And it's going to, they're going to overlook my, uh, Scarlet, which, um, Lithos that you guys got me. So. Oh, nice. Cool. Um, does she have a, uh, a Facebook? Or? I, you know what? I'll talk about it later because I know she's she just kind of like and like venturing into the foray, oh. and I instantly saw it. But like, I'll get permission stuff like that because I don't want to. I don't want. I don't know what the etiquette is. Jared, is it poor etiquette? Uh yeah, wait till I get like more formal stuff yeah. first. Yeah. Okay, cool. Right. So but it's it's amazing. Well once if you get if you get permission, um mm-hmm. throw uh throw her info up on uh on the flame on site so our of listeners course. can can see and maybe you can even uh throw one of the images up that you uh you got commissioned. Mm-hmm. All right, BJ, what is giving you life this month? Um so um Tadra Call released a parody video for Get Out called Get Out of the Closet. And he dresses up as the as the housekeeper, Miss Georgina. And uh yeah, so that that's stupid internet videos. Can't make me learn. All right. <laughs> I, I don't know if we posted did we post it on the Flame on page? I, I thought somebody had, but I don't I don't think anybody has we'll yet. Check, double check that. We'll yeah, double check. We'll that. double check and if it's not up there, we'll put it up there. Jeff, what is giving you life this month? Well, the CW app put up the whole run for pushing daisies, so I'm oh. finally going back and watching it. You didn't just borrow the the discs from your brother? Lazy. Uh. Too lazy. And <laughs> I think he and I have exchanged too many things where if something's gone missing, it's in one of our collections. So 
This is on the app. You probably so. had it all along. That's right. But <laughs> that, along with the even if it's super super early talks about Hannibal season four, has reignited oh, all my geez. Brian Fuller love. Uh, dear Lord, that's right. My love for Hannibal will never die. <sighs> Jared, what is giving you life? Uh, until it comes out on Netflix, the Dark Crystal Resistance uh, television program. Ooh, yes, yes, mm-hmm. nice. Although, side note, I watched. Um, I watched a film on Netflix the other night, which I had been postponing for the longest time. I'm like, you know what? I'll watch it tonight. Did you watch stars, the Babadook? I stars <laughs> Wesley Snipes Uh-oh. as a cowboy. Oh, oh Lord. a vamp? No, he's, he's like a, a zombie hunter in the Wild West. I remember oh, this movie came out. Girl. <laughs> From 2012. Yeah. And I'm like, what happened? He got out of prison. <laughs> oh. He needed a paycheck. He needed to pay those back taxes. Hmm. <laughs> So yeah, <laughs> it's called Gallo Walkers. Wow, interesting. So that's, that is giving you life. That's no, a... I'm just saying that oh. was just some some tangent I wanted to throw out. Oh, oh my god, no. I did I did post it to the uh, the Facebook. Oh, okay, you very good, very good. You were Noxzema. <laughs> I was just talking about this <laughs> yesterday, Jackson. Oh, good times. <laughs> All right. So I have um, two things want to be really quick. Um, one thing that is giving me life is uh, Issa Rae as my spirit animal. Um, I watched all of season one of Insecure when it came out. Um, the first three seasons, uh, three, first three seasons, the first three episodes of season two are out. I think it comes out on Sunday or Monday. So the Sunday. Fourth, Sunday. So, so I'll be looking forward to the, um, the fourth episode. Um, it is much more focused this time around um, in season two. I think she has grown, obviously being, uh, there was a lot of pressure, I'm sure, for season one, you know, coming out of being basically an internet star um, and being the first black woman to have, like to create and produce your own show for HBO is yeah. a monumental task. And she did a great job with it for season one. Um, season two definitely has a a more pinpoint focus um and i love the fact that it is tackling um racism in the black community not being directed at but the fact that even part of the black community that the black community itself can turn that racism outward onto other minorities because she works for a program like an after school program and they're in this school that's 85 percent latino and the uh, principal is black, and he is basically turns the entire focus on just the black students for this program, and cracks jokes about like building a wall in the school, and like just straight up like just horrible like commentary towards the Latino community, and the um, I think she's white, the girl that that Issa works with in this in this program at the school and she is just taken so aback by like these comments and, and the, this like ho- like horrible uh, racist rhetoric and Issa's character basically is just kind of like we have kids coming to the program like that's a win for us why are you trying to take that away and then it finally starts to kind of seep in of like this just isn't right no matter what it, like no matter who it's it's being done by yeah. or for like mm-hmm. it, it just it it tackles um it tackles things that i don't think get brought up within especially when it's show by somebody from that community for that like directed at that community directly um 
So it, it just, I, I think season two is really coming out strong in the first couple episodes. The second, uh, second Issa Rae thing that's really kind of been interesting. Um, have you guys heard of Fruit? The podcast Fruit? Yeah. In mm. passing? It's a Stitcher uh, original or exclusive um, created by Issa Rae. And it is 15 minute episodes, 10 episodes per season. There are two seasons right now. Um, I think maybe if they do a third season, thir- th- season three probably would be the end of it, um, the way that season two ended. And it is the story of X, the way he's telling the story. He basically right at the beginning comes out and says um, that he's not going to tell you his name and he's not sure if he would ever tell you his name. And it tells the story of a black football player coming to terms with being possibly bisexual possibly gay and the hyper masculinity of being a black man being a football player um in today's world like it just and the 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 amount of toxic masculinity that surrounds him like there are points in time where i'm just like i want to reach through and smack him and go are you fucking kidding me but it shows like it's it's not something and it's not michael sam like there's even an episode where at the beginning he's like i'm not that guy that's this is not his story like you know he wants this story to be about like if he's going to be a great football player he wants that to be his legacy he doesn't want it to be this other thing like as an asterisk on his legacy um it's it's intense it is uh very well done and I recommend it if you you can do a 30-day free trial with Stitcher uh, for their premium service. Um, do it, and you can cancel it. You won't get charged the $5, and you can just listen to all like 20 episodes. Like It is a quick listen. Um, I was just kind of binge while I was driving, and I got through both seasons fairly quickly. Um, but it is, it's definitely very interesting to listen to, and that kind of seeing that perspective from that you i definitely that's not my that's not my coming out story that's not how i you know the biggest thing that has that i i have seen is the conversation of black men and how they are so uncomfortable with coming out because of the masculine piece of it that you're not a man anymore if you're gay and that really like it just it it's amazing to listen to in that kind of format. Um, and the other thing, of course, if I didn't mention this, I, I'd probably be, I'd be hung by my friends. Um, Rainbow by Kesha. If it, five years, five years of not being able to put out music, her own music, and um, being forced to put out only things that fit a certain image, she has completely kind of shed that persona because that wasn't her and has put out an album that is to the core her if you haven't heard praying it is a phenomenal song it just reaches to the heart of her battle with dr luke and this whole thing and how badly the public will just crucify a woman for standing up for herself um she released five songs before uh, with the release of the album uh praying woman learn to let go him and um rainbow was released the morning that the album came out 
or the day before the album came out. I apologize. Um, and Rainbow was the first song that she wrote. She wrote it in rehab when she was there for her eating disorder. Uh, convinced the nurse to bring her a, a little like keyboard uh, a couple hours a day while she was in uh, in rehab and played and wrote that song. And if you listen to it and listen to the words, like you can see where this whole new like person evolved from. And it's not that you're not going to find a club banger. It's Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. 